Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Duff Differently. I'm Rabbi Utsteyer, and today we will be studying Duff 94, Tzadi Dalit, in the ninth chapter of Masechet Pesachim. On 94b, our Gemara teaches, Tanura Banan, Chochmei Yisrael Omrim, Galgal Kavua, Umazalot Chosdrin, Vechochmei Umota Olam Omrim, Galgal Choser, Umazalot Kvuim. אמר רבי, תשובה לדבריהם, מעולם לא מצינו עגלה בדרום ועקרב בצפון. Our rabbis taught, the sages of Israel state, the galgal is fixed while the mazalot revolve, while the sages of the nations of the world state, the galgal revolves and the mazalot are fixed. Rabbi noted, this disproves their view. We never find the carriage in the south and the scorpion in the north. Let's stop for a moment and get some clarity about the terms. What is a galgal? It refers most likely to the spheres which in ancient times were believed to be part of the universe's makeup, and the mazalot refer to the star signs, the zodiac. Two of them are mentioned in the next sentence, agala and akrav. Agala is what we call the Big Dipper, or Great Bear, as you might know, this constellation is always found in the northern hemisphere and never in the southern hemisphere. The outer stars that form the bowl or body of this constellation lead you in extension to the Polaris star, which always indicates north. This was known already in ancient times and was used by the ships and travelers to navigate. The other constellation mentioned is Akrav, or Scorpion, Scorpius, which is a fixture of the southern hemisphere where it is visible high up in the sky. Scorpion, although, is also visible in the northern hemisphere, but only in the summer months, and then very low on the horizon. So according to the sages of Israel, the spheres are fixed, but the stars move, and according to the sages of the nations, the stars are fixed to the spheres, and it is the spheres itself that rotate, which is probably a reflection of the Ptolemaic worldview of the time. Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, remarks that the opinion of the sages of the Gentiles actually don't really hold up to the observation, because if the stars indeed would be fixed to the spheres, and the spheres rotate, then the Big Dipper should be visible in the southern hemisphere. The other half of his argument isn't quite accurate, because we know that Scorpion actually sometimes is visible in the northern hemisphere, but for the sake of argument, let's assume that the Rabbi meant to be visible clearly and high up in the sky as the Big Dipper. So Rebbe declares the sages of Israel's view to be preferable, but honestly, this doesn't mean that the sages of Israel had it all figured out and were the forerunners of Galileo or Copernicus and the heliocentric worldview, as the continuation of our Gemara shows. Chochmei Israel omrim, bayom chama mehalechet lemata min harakia, uvalayla lemala min harakia. Umot ha'ulam omrim, bayom chama mehalechet lemala min harakia, 
ובלילה למטה מן הקרקע. אמר רבי, ונראין דבריהן מדברינו, שביום מעיינות צוננין ובלילה אורותכין. The sages of Israel state, by day the sun travels beneath the sky and by night above the sky. The sages of the nations of the world state, by day the sun travels beneath the sky and by night below the earth. Rabbi said, their view is preferable to ours, for the wells are cold by night but warm at night. So what did, what did the sages mean by beneath the sky and above the sky? The word used is rakia, which we know from the book of Bereshit. Vayoma Elohim yehi rakia betoch hamayim vayhi mavdil ben mayim lamayim. Vayas Elohim et harakia vayavdel ben hamayim asher mitachat harakia uvein hamayim asher meal harakia vayhi chen. Vayikra Elohim et harakia shamayim. So rakia is the firmament. or as the JPS translation calls it, the expanse. Whichever the understanding was that the rakia is a physical barrier separating the worlds, the waters below from the waters above. So the sun, according to Chochmei Yisrael, would be traveled by day beneath the rakia, hence we can see the sun, and by night above the firmament, and therefore invisible to us. The opinion of the Gentile scholars, on the other hand, insists that the sun travels by day beneath the firmament, this part is in agreement with the Jewish scholars, but beneath the earth by night. This belief alludes to a spherical concept of the earth, and that was known as a speculation in Greek philosophy until it became established as an accepted theory in Hellenistic astronomy already by the 3rd century BCE. Notice that Rabbi Yehuda Hanisi's support for the Gentile scholars is actually based on a profound misunderstanding on his side. The proof that he brings, the wells are cold by day and warm at night, assume that the sun traveling beneath the earth would actually be able to heat up water in deep wells because the heat would be coming from below. Before we get onto even thinner astronomical eyes, the Gemara wisely decides to drop the subject and to return to the discussion of how far away is being on a derech rechoka, a journey far off, that we talked about on the previous stuff. But let's remain a little while longer on the subject of the sages of the nations and their wisdom. The Rambam, in his Guide of the Perplexed, writes in the second part, chapter 8, You should not find it blameworthy that the opinion of Aristotle disagrees with that of the sages. You know, on the other hand, that in these astronomical matters they preferred the opinion of the sages of the nations of the world to their own, for they explicitly say, the sages of the nations of the world have vanquished. And this is correct. And the Rambam specifically quotes here from our Sugya on 94b. So according to the Rambam, The sages of Israel accepted the opinion of the Gentile sages and seems to believe that there was a direct exchange of ideas, a sort of scientific debate between them, and the opinion of the Gentile sages proved to be preferable on, is based on, on logic. Or, as the Rambam phrases it, for everyone who argues in speculative matters does this according to the conclusions to which he was led by his speculation. Hence, 
the conclusion whose demonstration is correct is believed. There are plenty of instances in the Gemara where the relationship of the rabbis to Greek wisdom can be described as ambivalent, to say the least, sometimes even downright hostile. And yet, there are instances where this attitude is mitigated, or, in our Gemara, even describes cases where the rabbis themselves engaged in scientific speculation, or what we today would call secular studies. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.